This is the deepest Brooklyn Marley episode <laughs> ever. Well, I'm like, Marisol and I are like, you're like, whoa. That's what you get for having two yoga teachers. No, yeah. Welcome to Brooklyn Marlin. This is Marisol. I put the Mar in Marlin. And this is Lindsay. I put the Lynn in Marlin. And today we have two special guests. Yes, people. We got two more people coming to us. And today we have Thajul Patel and Jaisal Parikh. And they are from the Yoga is Dead podcast. All right. So um, quick intro. How I know you ladies. Um... Thajal, you were my yoga teacher for a while, and we kept in touch. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah, many um, years. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was last December where we were out for your birthday, and you mentioned you wanted to start a podcast, and you were like, can you help with this? Yeah. And uh, so here we are now, six episodes in, in, in the editing process, and Woo-hoo! I've been recording you ladies and um, editing so here we go so i think it was time for you both to meet the brooklyn marlin family of listeners i'm excited of more than five listeners <laughs> just rip on ourselves well we do? don't forget to include us we're listeners yes yes Seven. Um, that makes seven. Yeah. So um, <laughs> seven strong. <laughs> why don't you fill us in on what your podcast is about and uh, let you guys just take it from here and we'll get to know you. Brooklyn Marlin will get to know you. Yeah. So this podcast is revolutionary. We like to say it's a revolutionary podcast that uncovers all the yoga monsters we found under the mat. So all that is to say is we dealt with some shit as yoga teachers and Jason and I met through that shitstorm, <laughs> and uh, about four years after meeting I said to her I think we should do a podcast to talk about all this stuff yeah Fajal basically forced me into this <laughs> <laughs> yeah she one, one day we were having a bitch session and she's like so we're doing a podcast this needs to be heard by the world that we're not just going to like talk about it amongst ourselves mm. anymore. And this is why we're seeing this revolutionary because it's the conversations we're usually having like hushed in the corner, like trying to make sure that all the other people, usually the white people, don't hear us. And are comfortable, more comfortable than we are. We, we just, I just decided like, I actually think sharing stories is super powerful. And I think the more people can hear your individual story, it's going to create a bigger impact than you can even imagine. Yeah. And then to give a little background, we're Indian American. So we kind of have like, we're sitting in this weird in between place between the like culture of India, but also we both grew up in America in like small towns. Yeah. Like mostly white suburbs. In, yeah. Yeah. In Michigan. Troy, Michigan. So, um, we're like, okay, well, we sit in this unique place and I think we're well poised to talk about the yoga industry and the whitewashing that's happening and like just the uncomfortable, weird situations we've been in. Yeah. And, and it's about time that we get to share our own stories instead of reading about it from other people or maybe hearing other people talk about what they experienced when they went to India or what they experienced of India and their own teacher training. And it's like, you cannot tell our stories anymore. We're going to tell our stories. I like how, um, just to like kind of bring it back a little bit to you both started this podcast basically from you both bitching <laughs> <laughs> about a work experience. Yep. And that's how, oh. that's how Brooklyn Marlin started kind of, well, we were just crazy at work 
basically talking about really ridiculous things that um someone's i think someone said something about like radio or something i'm like no we should just do a podcast so i like the i like the camaraderie of just being like you know what we bitch about this this and this and like maybe maybe it's time to share this with people you know so yeah your yeah. podcast is sharing your stories right yeah yeah uh, commutes <laughs> are yeah. a big part of those stories oh my god workplace my, yeah my train fuckery but also yeah just the shit we we've encountered and it's like our own therapy session that we kind of broadcast i feel like that's yeah that's amazing you said that because after we finished recording i was like this has been like a weight off my shoulders yeah mm -hmm. just like just like verbalizing all because you have something to say yeah. yes mm -hmm. you gotta say it yeah I, I remember i was telling both of you that first day i was like listen you're gonna be exhausted later <laughs> like just trust me because it's like physically demanding which you wouldn't think sitting in chair talking is but after hours of it yeah but also emotionally like that's a lot to like process all of that yeah. all of that was so true and as much as we prepared for it i think it was still unexpected mm -hmm. like how we felt after recording day one day two all the cumulative work we did mm -hmm. to get to finish a six episode season one uh, i did not expect us to spend as many hours writing and researching and putting our stories down in paper but that process was so cathartic it was so incredible to actually talk about our stories that we've been potentially holding in or not sharing with a lot of people or mm -hmm. even close people close to us because of how taboo it might seem to other people since at least the first time we met was in 2015. So that's when our shared stories like became our reflection points and how we started to talk to each other and really reflect on what we wanted to do with it. But being able to sit down after four years of, sh of shared experiences and then reflect on other experiences that came into all of that and, mm. and be able to narrate these stories that really kind of tell our life history and our family history. And we get so deep in some of these stories that it really was taxing, but also just I feel like it's a beautiful thing that we were able to sit down and just get out. Beautiful and tough. Yeah. I mean, there were days after recording, too, that I had headaches like i was on the couch like with a headache and i could not move i'm like this yeah emotional yeah. hangovers yeah. essentially it's real yeah yeah it's crazy um yeah i kind of want to just like delve into the first episode if that's cool sure. and just uh <laughs> you want to share what the name of the first episode is that is yeah it's white women killed yoga mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the name of the episode yeah you get it so our podcast is yoga, yoga is, is dead, dead. <laughs> and every episode we talk about who or what killed yoga and the first thing on our minds was white I mean, women that was immediate <laughs> and like obvious yeah sadly well they haven't so. just fucking killed yoga <laughs> <laughs> they've done a lot of shit they've done a lot of shit <laughs> we need to help them that's what i think i think we need to help them i am so offended as a white help woman in this conversation <laughs> like i'm no, so offended help no i'm just kidding help you <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's let's dive into it. Uh, so I, I think Marisol, you just listened to it, and you had some some pointers or some questions, maybe. I think well, there was things that I didn't know. Like, well, I've never done yoga. Will I ever do yoga? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, should... we welcome you to do <laughs> <Okay>. yoga. <laughs> Thank you. I know I should go with Lens. Like she would always talk about yoga all the time. 
So I learned a lot about yoga, even during the first podcast. Like I, the first episode, I just was like, oh shit, a lot of the history. I didn't know none of that. Yeah. None of that. I literally, you were like Google. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking Googling right <laughs> now because like I need to open. read this stuff later on. So I didn't know any of the whole history, how it was whitewashed. Holy shit. And it's even more than we described in the episode because I've been thinking about this since. And I'm like, wait, so like not only is it has it been like whitewashed in the sense that we describe in the episode, but like all the yoga we get here is here by choice of white people. Do you know what I mean? That's fucking it's wild. All, it's, the yoga of the world is the yoga of white people pretty much because they're the ones that decided, well, what was worth bringing over and then commercializing. Wow. Right? So if you think about it that way, like almost everything that you've been exposed to has some element of like white supremacy culture sort of indoctrinated into it. Crazy, right? To think of it that way. Total mindfuck. Yeah. Total mindfuck. I had no idea. I was listening to them, you know, record the episode and I was just like, what? I was was blown away. I had no idea. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so my husband's not a yogi, like not. I don't even like that term as you know but like he's not he's not into the yoga world but he's always like he's like most people are bad and most people are dumb not a very kind outlook on life but to be fair it's true to be to be kind of fair like if we all come from like a culture that suppresses another culture like are we all good you know like that's the narrative we tell ourselves like I'm a good person but like are we not until really? we're doing the work to unpack exactly every day and like oh like our ancestors killed a bunch of people like, yeah that's why we're here so yeah like maybe we're not as good as we or even in even on this podcast yeah, but even an immigrant <laughs> like all of us when we come here we're first generation Indian Americans even an immigrant culture yeah people play the hierarchy card they play the power card they say I came here through proper channels and other people didn't so send them out but not me but it's like you know what you're talking about the Indian Trump supporters yeah I'm talking about the huge contingent of Indian Trump supporters that don't care to see that you went through trials and tribulations in this country and other people are going through that too, yeah. but there's no kinship and there's no community and it doesn't make any, that much sense to me. And I don't understand why we have this mentality. I don't either. So I don't clearly. Yes. Neither do you. It's old school. It's, yeah. it's just total old school. They can't even understand it. My parents are like that too. Uh, so your parents, just so we can fill in your mom's from Guatemala and my dad's from Puerto Rico and I am first-generation American, and growing up, I mean, I think I've talked about this before, you know, it was like my mom and my grandma were, like, just super submissive to the male, things like that, and, I mean, I can go deep and... But that's not just in Latin cultures. That's... Yeah. In a lot... Uh, in, yeah, in all cultures. We don't cultures. talk about it. We don't it's talk in all about cultures. It. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it transcends cultures, but yeah. we like to, like, stereotype, but it's... It goes beyond. No, so, yeah. I mean, we could even dive into the fact that, like, women need to be allies to other women. Yes. But you don't see that when you have, a, like, the blinders on. And that's why we talk about white mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Like, you're not seeing that. You're not seeing the intersectionality that we need to come together on because this this is cross across the borders. Just being um, just like how old school, right? It's yeah. the old school mentality. And I think, you know, my grandma used to tell me, like, listen, you're going to just, like, you're going to marry a good guy. You'll, like, have kids. And, and that was it. And I was like, what? And you'll be happy, oh, right? And, like, She's always, like, you'll be happy and, and, if like, you do those things. Like, you it's like always, a religion of sense, and, right? Like, if you do this and this and this, 
You'll be happy. I, you know, I hate to say it, but my mom's like, you know, you guys aren't married, so don't argue that much. Oh, really? Oh. I'm like, you know, mom, that's never that. going to fly. Oh, and she's like, no. Stagel. I'm like, I, I still can't understand how she thinks that's an appropriate comment to say to me. And, mm. you know, it, it is what it is, but we talk about it every time she says it. So I use that as a teachable moment, but I get what you're saying. Like, I hear that. It's just, yeah, like old school. So I, I was with this Italian dude for a long time, and my grandma loved him. Loved him. Why? Because he was white and he had green eyes. And he had dark hair. He's fair. Yeah. She yeah. Just, and oh, lovely. she loved yeah. him. And he was a fucking asshole. And she was just like, you got to marry him. Like, you guys been together for so long. And I was like, this motherfucker is telling me that, like, I'm going to get married. I'm going to stay at home. I got to take care of the household. And I'm like, what? Like, what? Wait, what? Are you telling me you're not going to wash any dishes? Like, you're not going to wash any clothes. So we're going to have kids and I'm just going to take care of the kids. And I can't go to work. And then that was like the beginning of the end. But it was yes, also- because your work is now 24 hours a day. <laughs> That's what you're marrying into. Yeah. Also, it's funny that you say that because you're like, oh, seeing how your grandmother is really traditional and whatever. And like my in-laws are the sweetest, nicest people. And they're so nice to me. And yet when my husband met me and my mother-in-law looked me up on Facebook and was like, oh, she's darker than you. Wow. <laughs> and he was like, well, she, she's A, she's not even that dark because that was like, I must have been tan or whatever wow. in that picture. But like, B's like, why does it matter? Like, more importantly, why does it matter? Why is this even a point of conversation? You know why, why it matters in, right in Indian culture, why it matters? Because the caste system, the way it's set up, the darkest people in our culture are considered the untouchable caste. Wow. But I think that's pretty true of, like, I mean, it's not, like, a laid-out caste system, but I think that's true of, like, other cultures as well. Like, the yeah, darker Afro people Brazilian. worked in the fields, mm-hmm. right? Like, and the lighter people were, like, didn't have to work outside, didn't have to do manual labor. It's a less than. The less than mentality, like yeah, the equating. So it's crazy, of but that's like all your grandmother looks at because, in this situation. Well, she's passed away now, but in but and your mom never said that. No, but I broke them. I broke them. Oh, so good. I would sit well, down with my grandma of- all the time, and we would like you know she would make coffee, and we would like talk things out. And I was just like, no, we used to call her Chewy. So be like Chewy, no, like that's that's not it. Like that's not it. Why? Tell me why. Tell me, why do you think that's the way it has to be? Why? Why? And then she would say it, and and then I would say, why I didn't think that was the way it should be. But then, like, me and my sister became teenagers, and it was the fucking 90s here in New York and Brooklyn, and we were just... Brooklyn, son! Yeah, we were just hard, (laughs) just hard, and, like, you know, we grew up in a in what's now a beautiful neighborhood. I mean, we we grew up in Fort Green. We grew up in Fort Green. It's in like the, Shishi now. In the eighties and the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? No one wanted to live there. No one wanted to live there. The, the only the time, changes you've seen. you would only yeah. see white people when they were going to BAM. That's when you would see the white people when they were going to both of the, the BAM theaters yeah. right in that neighborhood. Now, like that's all you see. Like everyone's been pushed out. I'm lucky to be there, but I have I I live in low income housing. Yoga's like so Brooklyn. I won the lottery. Yeah. yeah. see as white people now. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. So um I just want to jump in because I think Yeah, how does that all feel for you? Well, I'm totally used to it because of Marisol. No. <laughs> I get the gentrification guilt every time I talk to her. No, I'm totally kidding. So you, you both talk about a lot of really heavy subjects and you start off with a bang. I mean, this is really heavy. And you obviously you're gonna have a lot of white listeners because white women, you know, what do you always say, Thajal? You can't 
move your arm in New York oh, yeah, your yeah. arm without hitting a yoga teacher. But yeah, if you're walking down the street in New York City, you can't throw your arm out without hitting a yoga teacher. Exactly. <laughs> so I just I feel like um, you've done a great job of stating what you see the issues are, but then you go a million steps further and you bring it back to how people white people can help this like first of all just listening to this conversation is so important and you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and I think you've all said something to that effect before but white people are so bad at it like we're just so bad it's part at of the it. culture so I've been like really hardcore yeah. googling for years now what white culture is because a couple years ago, like I was on a thread and somebody had suggested, like, if you're interested in understanding racism better, read this book called Seeing White. So I read this book called Seeing White. And it was like this whole idea of like white culture is the norm mm -hmm. and everything else is other. And so it's really easy to point to the other. It's really easy to say like stereotype and be like, well, Indians like spicy food. Like not every Indian likes spicy food, but it's like easy to stereotype that way. Right. But as soon as you start to make generalizations about white people, they get really uncomfortable. Yeah. And then they're like, well, that's not all of us. Right. And you're like, well, right. duh, it's a stereotype. Right. right. A or we apologize and right. like try to end the conversation. Yeah. And you're like, and but yeah. Right. And so there's like no set like um, characteristics assigned as a stereotype to white people within like America, at least. Like if you go out, if you ask minorities, they have their own opinions about white people. Right. Like, right. Exactly. Marisol's <laughs> laughing over there. Right. Like we have our word for white people we're like dolias and we'll say like dolias are like this, dolias are like that, whatever. And I'm sure you guys have like your words for it. Blanco and Blanca. There yeah. You know. <laughs> but like if you try to have a real, like white people can have a real conversation with the Indian person about these generalizations. They'll be like, well, it's spicy food. Chai whatever right and like maybe you hate tea and then you know what I mean like, yeah you don't drink it but you can still have the conversation as soon as you try to have a conversation about a generalization with a white person it's like blank wall and so I've been googling and googling googling like what are the characteristics of like white culture and when I realized it's not called white culture it's called white supremacy culture for a reason and it doesn't mean you're part of the KKK it just means it's the dominant culture yeah and that like the, uh, I went to the dismantlingracism.org website, which is like so eye opening, and they have actual characteristics laid out. Wow, we have to put this in the show notes. Yeah, and it's yeah. like things like um, paternalism, perfectionism. That's a good one. Yeah, perfectionism, and you can see it like even in Europe, like this idea that there's only one right way, mm. that there's order, and it only their order counts. Like, mind you, there are tons of countries in the world that you may not describe as orderly, but like it just it, things go just fine yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. life moves on like there doesn't need to be yeah. this sense of order that like maybe we in this America grew up with people and i don't even know if people remember thinking this but the scent of patchouli was like dirty hippies yes i remember this and now it's like everywhere now it's and fucking everywhere like yeah. it's in every it's doTERRA soaps. blend it's in <laughs> yes. every essential oil blend energizing this and that and it's like so when did you decide to reclaim it and then sell it back and, and make sandalwood it cool? on top of that too it's like not yeah. patchouli and sandalwood it was yeah definitely or frankincense and myrrh like oh. all of that 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 stuff on top of that, it can be very triggering to people if it's like used in a religious sense and then you're throwing it back to people in a yogic sense. And it's like, like all of this is such an interesting uh, conversation because yoga is really big right now. 
And so people are trying to jump on this bandwagon and trying to sell all these uh, spiritual quote unquote items back to or people. Or wellness if they don't wellness want to. Yeah, essential oil shit. First of all, that shit is out of control on Instagram. If you do, if you're a white person and you can do a fucking handstand and sell oil, like. <laughs> Uh, you just make yeah, it. Yeah, you're probably going to be in a movie soon. <laughs> like, how does that happen? And, like, the first time someone, like, used frankincense in a class with for, for a yin class, I think it was, a yin yoga class, I was like, this smells like mass when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. You know? I'm like, how, what the fuck does this have to do with yoga right now? I'm so confused. And, and so it must be crazy for people. It takes you right all. out of that yeah. experience, right? Yeah. It's just, this is just so funny you said that too because there's this one yoga celebrity who I just found out sells oils and so it just made me laugh so hard because like this yoga celebrity is in everything. Like anytime they need to like roll out a spokesperson they roll her out. She's like this white lady with like whatever brown hair and she's super thin and she talks to that crowd and it's like Oh, we need a magazine cover shoot. There she is. Does she wear aloe yoga? I have no idea. I don't. I <laughs> That's didn't the actually, other thing. Like, Every, <laughs> yoga I just saw something that she sells those doTERRA oils, and I was like, oh god. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. Like you know. And yeah. st- studios, I love sell the oils. Like you know, and it's it's actually really hard to get away from. Somebody I know who's going through a 300 hour yoga teacher training to complete an advanced, you know, 500 hour had a portion of her training dedicated to essential oils. I, mean, I don't, don't know how wrong. many hours they talked about it and don't for what wrong. purpose. I like the oil. Yeah. But I don't need I don't think it need, you selling it needs to be a part of like the whole like get up. Like you don't need to like be a yoga teacher and then and immediately enlist in a MLM. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a thing right now. So for next season, I propose essential oils called yoga. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's, a good idea. that's like not a bad idea. That's not a bad mm. idea. I thought it was fascinating, too, how you pointed out stuff that I didn't know. Like, um, can you go into how, what is the brand? Lululemon. Yeah. How white supremacy, no, white supremacy, but how white people killed, like, Lululemon. Yoga there? Yeah. 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 Well, actually, I wanted to go back to something you had said earlier, which oh. was how we tell our stories, but then at the end of the episode, we tell how we propose to fix yeah. it. okay. And I just want to say thank you for saying that because – I encourage people to get through the episode. Like, yes. even if you're triggered, even if you're like, fuck this, I don't want to hear about my shit, essentially. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn this off or this isn't me and or woe is me. Any of the, like, white fragility reactions you could have to that that episode, I encourage you to, like, listen through the episode because at the end of it, we're trying to do the yoga. We're trying to say, like, here's what we observed Here's what we've been through. We might not have reacted in the moment. Here's our reflections. Here's our research. And like, here's where we can all go with it and do better. Exactly. That's my favorite thing about it. And you you said another thing too, that is the yoga. So a lot of times in, in yoga class, I mean, at least for me or just any practice, it's like you get into like a hip opener or something and a lot of shit comes up <laughs> and it's going to be hard. But if you just wait it out, you're going to feel better. It's it's going to improve. It's kind of like a metaphor for what the episodes are, I feel like. It is yoga. You're you're going through the hard work. You're bringing up the dirty stuff. But then yeah. you're doing the work to It's not controversial it. just to be controversial. Yeah. It's controversial to like, because we're hoping like having the conversations out loud as a group or like hopefully as a group is actually going to enact some change mm-hmm. as opposed to just like us bitching about it to each yeah, other. Yeah, just bitching want- about it and And finally it. start to normalize the things that you know, people that have been othered their whole life, 
like put that out there and it's like normalize some of this stuff it's not a big deal to take that step to take that step and say you're welcome here and i'm going to invite you into our space instead of just saying you're welcome here because everyone else says you're welcome here Mm -hmm. or um i want diversity on my staff so i'm just going to say it instead of invite people into the space make it inclusive with my practices with my music with my attire like make it inclusive so i mean we hope to get there to a a much larger conversation and i think and i don't think we have all the answers ourselves either so we want like other people to chip in and give us their thoughts too yeah but stick through it like we we recognize and maybe we don't even have to say this because that's us making a concession but we recognize like what we're putting out there is Maybe going to make waves, maybe going to make people feel like a little bit shitty or uncomfortable, but get through it and then let's do something about it, you know? So speaking of, let's go back to the Lululemon thing. Oh, yes. Don't buy Lululemon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The founder of Lululemon created the name Lululemon because he thought it was funny that Japanese people couldn't say it. So it's like inherently a racist, like mean-spirited name. That he came up with. And like the, inv- I, this is like a not, I don't know if this is an official story, but this is something that I've heard through like people that work in finance that, um, the like the initial people who funded Lululemon were basically like had women in their office put on these pants and like parade around. They're like, oh, it makes everyone's asses look good. So like we're gonna invest in this product. So they like, came from a very like sexist, racist place. That's saying like I'm gonna recognize that like the CEO is no longer the CEO. Like the person who founded the company has been ousted and they're trying to do better, but still like just knowing that that's where that brand was founded. It was like kind of founded on sexist, racist principles. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. And you can you can tell too just by the way they price things that it's not inclusive. Of the course. sizing's they're not trying inclusive. To be inclusive. Yeah, they're trying to be assholes. Right. Yeah. And actually, like somebody, I, I'm part of a nonprofit, and like um, one of my colleagues was like, "Oh, so and so might invite us to like be a part of a Lululemon event," and I was like. They never ended up doing it, but I was like, I, I'm not going to say yes to that because I don't even fit in their clothes. Like, why would I go and be a part of any Lululemon event if, like, they don't even make a pair of pants that fit me? Yeah. Like, no, sorry. Does not Especially fit if my... that's your payment for being part of the event. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I you're not going to We didn't even get take that part clothes. into the conversation. But, like, you know, I think a lot of people in my in our industry, though, feel desperate for opportunities and they don't they don't understand like opportunities are limitless. You just have to like go after it, but they feel desperate. They're like, well, Lululemon wants me or is like, it's a good opportunity to promote. And I'm like, well, it does not fit with my ethos. It does not fit with my ethics and my beliefs. And so I'm not going to do it. Sorry. But this brings me to a whole nother Mm. like side conversation that we didn't actually talk about on the podcast, which is this idea of like, there's a lot of like white run organizations out there quote-unquote uplifting diverse voices and I'm like at what point is that like not nice like I get the intention is nice but at what point is that kind of hypocritical of like well you're the person in charge you still get to curate whose voices appear who like if somebody is saying something you don't like you don't you get to not invite them to be a part of this thing right like Hmm. you still hold the power at the end of the day as a white person who's like trying to do good like is it hypocritical or is it every is it their responsibility to start to unpack that and realize what their place is in that in the power structure? I 
I'm right? going to say that I don't have a perfect solution. I've just been thinking about this topic a lot of like, there's a lot of what, well-meaning white people, but mm-hmm. like, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I don't care how well-intentioned you are. If you're not sharing that power in some way, you're still fucking it up. You know hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't know what that should look like. And of course, I'm not trying to say like, you don't have the right to like start a company or like be a brand ambassador or whatever, whatever, if you're white and like, but if you're contention is to do good like i don't know how well you're gonna achieve it being the one in power being the decision maker that's right that's <laughs> this is the deepest brooklyn marley episode <laughs> ever well, I'm like, and i were like here like whoa that's what you get for having two yoga teachers no, yeah. no this is yeah. great this is great because this is uh this is totally different i like it but you you hit on something jason that Marisol, I don't know if you said it in the beginning of the episode or if you said it bef- before we recorded, though, but you said something to the effect of if you do find yourself in a position of power, you should you should take that power and do something good with it if you can yeah. to bring attention to a subject. Like, that's your fucking to, job. To your uplift fuck- people. Your fucking job is to yes, uplift Yes, but why people. do you think that when you're in the dominant uh, group that – you should be the only one up there. And then your role is to bring other people up, but just underneath you. Uh, exactly. That's what you're just saying. Just yes. underneath you. Yeah. And you still get to call the shots and you still get to tell people how much you're going to pay them. And you get to what still dictate the narrative offer. at the end of the day. Yeah. So your initiatives yeah. are the initiatives that will be followed. And that's still a power structure it's that's unequal like, for people of color like there needs to be like a committee or something in that in, a, in, board, a board there you go that's partner, what i'm trying to say in that situation track, right like i don't know what it looks like i've just been mulling this a lot no there's a it's, lot of, it's a good, it definitely it's looks like at least one other partner right on equal standing <laughs> with not you white. just because you had the idea doesn't mean you own everything around it like, right and like let even, go of some of that even what? like companies if somebody like invents an idea and founds a company like they may not be their own CEO they like might go out and like hire a CEO that can do that job better or like with a different point of view or with different strengths right but you just don't see a lot of that in the space like you just see like well I'm the founder and the director and got to interrupt you you said in the space in in the yoga space okay just want to yeah okay right you might see I don't know about elsewhere I'm not going to speak outside of this industry but in this industry you tend to see like the people at the end of the day who have the decision to make the power to make decisions are ultimately white. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm on board with that. I feel that. <laughs> See I, what I'm saying? Yeah. No, thank you for expanding on that because that it's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm gonna, okay, so I'm going to lighten this up a little bit. <laughs> now I have a question. Podcast, a podcast. Like, ah. how long did it take you guys to come to actually start making the product? This you want to answer this one, Marisol? How long did it take us? I don't know. From like conception a year? to well, we kind of sh- the we've, launch. We've first had episode. Yeah, yeah, we've it. Okay, so here's what happened. <laughs> One day before work started, Marisol and I found us talking about Mick Jagger's balls for some reason, and that was <laughs> Not like his moves. Yeah, no, just his balls, his and old him balls, still having and kids, him still yeah. having kids, and. We just were in this conversation. We looked up, and one of our coworkers, a couple of our coworkers, had these looks on their faces, like, "What?" Like laughing, but also like, "What the hell?" And then I think probably like a month after that, maybe you came over. Yeah. It took us like a month or two, maybe, from that moment of Mick Jagger's balls to like 
yeah do this but that being said our first season was only three episodes and it was us pretty wasted i think <laughs> pretty drunk you know before we started this i said to Thaja, like why didn't we bring a bottle of wine yeah that's uh, the one thing we're missing right now yeah 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 anyways but we, we've had our ups and downs too i mean we've started and stopped it's still ongoing it's just a learning process right wouldn't you say you don't even like to hear your own voice still Marisol. no i don't listen to it <laughs> I don't know. I just let it. I just let it go, and whatever's out there but is out there. That's what more of us need to do. Like honestly, because I get a lot of. I talk. I talk about marketing a lot in my business, or just like business practices, and I get a lot of people that are like, "I hate the way I look. I hate yep. the way I sound." Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, "So do I." Jump on the bandwagon. But guess what? Like. For us, because we're in the yoga world, I get to say, well, this is your yoga. This is your moment of letting go of ego and vanity and just like putting out the shit out there because it needs to be put out there because other people need to hear it. Yeah. Because other people need to see you and your presence and what you look like. That's another thing I think that's holding a lot of women of color back is just being in the spotlight being isn't shy. necessarily uh, a comfortable place com- to uh. be. So since going through the podcast, recording it, six episodes, what's changed for you too how how do you approach things differently have you learned more about the subjects because you yes cover yes, give yes, us a little lowdown on the other episode titles or the subjects you cover well i, I can just answer by saying yeah. i talk about the first episode on blast now like i tell everyone i talk to in the yoga and wellness industry what the podcast is and then i say oh the first episode is called and and even my inflection when I say it, it has changed. At first, there was a pause, there was a stop and a start. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, well, you know, the first episode, you just have to, like, you'll have to see it. But it, I get, I mean, it's called White Women Killed Yoga. Mm-hmm. All of that would come out of my mouth. And now I'm like, yeah, I started a podcast. It's called Yoga is Dead. People react. Like, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit like that. Uh, the first episode is called White Women Killed Yoga. Mm. And I remember telling that to a studio manager at a studio that I work at, not knowing any way how they feel about diversity, equity, inclusivity, nothing. Mm-hmm. And not knowing really if there's anyone other other person of color working there but me. And the I said that and she said sorry. That's the first thing out of She apologized. She said sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I think just people oh, shit. People do want to uh, learn, I think, for the most part, and they do want things to be light. And I think that if that's kind of their vibe, then just have those conversations. I feel like I learned from that. I grew from that, being able to talk about instead of like code switching. I'm not going to talk about that podcast with these people, and I'm only going to talk about it with these people. Yeah. And I need to do that division of, of labor and equity in my own head all the time, calculating where and when I can be comfortable, how I can say things to make other people comfortable. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm putting a fucking podcast on the mm-hmm. forever internet. Like it's going yeah. to happen. <laughs> forever internet. And we're trying to raise the money. Doing yeah. This. And, and you know what? I can change. I, I, I can feel any way I want to feel at any moment in my life. And if it changes, I'm free to talk about it. So, I'm at peace. Oh, I'm at peace. Also, I feel like, first of all, you learn from your own stories telling them to yourself again because you're, you, as you've gained distance from, like, we had to rehash stories that we've told each other, like, years ago now and be like, well, now that I've, like, already grown however many years, like, I'm having to recontextualize based on present day. Then I feel like we learn from each other. And, like, we did a lot of research, too, going into, like, it wasn't just us 
just spewing our stories because we knew we were going to get a lot of hate. Like, okay, we're already saying things that are going to be controversial and, like, people are going to, like, give us shit for. So, like, let's have some story, like, some history to back us up, some facts to back us up. So we did a lot, a lot, a lot of research. Just because we're done recording does not mean that research. It only got deeper, I feel like, Mm. because now I have more resources than I did when I started. And so, like, I've only done more and more of that work within myself. And that's why I'm, like... I keep and every new conversation I have, like they just said, it's on my mind. It's what I'm working on. It's like whenever I have free time, I'm working on this damn podcast, right? <laughs> it's so it's changed. So, it's changed your life, it sounds like. Right, it yeah, has. So like every any conversation I have, it just like it repositions like the work I've already done. And there's so many moments where I'm like, damn, I wish we had said that instead. Mm-hmm. I, wish, I wish we had like put it like this. You know what I mean? Or I wish mm-hmm. I had included that. Like, but it's a piece of like art that's done and like is yep. you know, you gotta release capsule. it at some point. Right. Yep. And so you can't just like whatever. It is what it is. I'm gonna close it out here, but I wanted to thank you both for coming on our show. Tell us where to find everything. Okay, so right now we're on Instagram. So our handle is at Yoga Z Podcast. And we're on Patreon. Patreon. So if you is... just look up Yoga Z Podcast on Patreon, you'll come to our page. Yeah. And uh, Patreon is a great place where you're going to find bonus content as we launch. And so it's a site where you can become a member. You can be a member as little as one or two bucks a month, but continue supporting because obviously you guys know we're working yoga teachers so we need some help but our instagram (laughs) we would love for you to join in the conversation on instagram we've already got some great posts up there yeah and we have an email so we have yogazedpodcast at gmail.com so if you want to send us a dm yeah (laughs) an email you can send it to us there as well we'll link everything um in our show notes and link back to you so thanks again thank you yeah thanks for stopping by you guys you guys said some amazing stuff seriously thank you for being here thank you for having this already existing the emoji where the head just blown off like dude yeah, so yeah. much. So yeah, much. Like cheeks are red. So much. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's warm. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to sign off. I'm Lindsay. I'm Marisol. And I'm Thadil. And I'm Jaisal. So thanks a lot. We'll catch you soon. Goodbye. Hey there. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave us a review. Also, connect with us on Twitter and Instagram. We're under Brooklyn Marlin. Until next time.